before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and as always, I am absolutely thrilled to be spending a few minutes with you today. And I'm going to share with you, we have a little bit of a different type of episode. I actually don't have anyone I'm interviewing. Instead, I am going to be talking with you about the power of positivity. And before we dive into that conversation, I would love to share a quote with you that I recently read that resonated with me. And it says, define success on your own terms, achieve it by your own rules, and build a life you're proud to live. And those beautiful words of advice come to us from businesswoman Anne Sweeney. If you don't know Anne Sweeney or who she is, you should definitely look her up. Boy, oh boy, has she accomplished a lot. All right, so today's episode again is going to be about the power of positivity, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about my childhood. Um, We're also going to be talking about the health benefits of positivity, how positivity can actually impact you as a short-term rental business owner. We're going to be talking about ways you might identify negative thoughts, and I'm going to leave you with some powerful positivity hacks that can hopefully help you along your journey. So let's go ahead and dive in. I want to share with you a little bit about my childhood. I will tell you, I grew up in Southern Indiana and lived on, um, you know, a street that I was able to walk to elementary school. Uh, My dad is an engineer, was an engineer. My mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of my childhood. And I had just the most incredible parents. And my mom especially was amazing in every way, I felt like. I will tell you, I would walk home from school and oftentimes she would have chocolate chip cookies, you know, waiting on the kitchen table. I remember one day coming home from school and she had big band music playing and she took my brother and I into the family room and taught us how to do dancing. And I will say I'm I, I'm not the best dancer, but I can I can hold my own on the dance floor as long as it's not hip hop. <laughs> Don't ask me to do hip hop dancing, but I can definitely grab a partner and and uh, do a dance. Thanks to my my mom. You know, as I was growing up into my teenage years, 
all my friends actually wanted to come over and hang out at my house because, of course, you know, my mom always had good snacks for us. But more than anything, she was always there to talk to us. And, you know, just as much as my friends wanted to hang out with me, they also wanted to hang out with Mrs. G which was my mom's nickname. My maiden name was Gerritsen. And so everyone called my mom, Mrs. G. Now, as I became older in my teenage years and even into my early 20s, I really started to recognize how special my mom was and the joy, the light that she brought into my life um, was, was indescribable. And You know, after I was married, my husband and I um, loved to travel with my parents. You know, again, travel was such a big, important part of my childhood, going on vacations together. And even, you know, again, as, as a young married couple, my husband and I loved to go on vacation with my parents. As many of you know, I sing competitively and my mom was always my biggest cheerleader. You know, she would come to my singing competitions and be the first one in the audience standing up at the end of a performance. I always felt like she was such a huge supporter. When my husband and I had kids, of course, my mom was not only the best grandma, but she was my rock. You know, I would often lean on her for advice, calling her as a young mom with two toddlers, hey, I've got this situation or, you know, the kids have fevers and I'm not quite sure what I should do. She was always there for me. But when my oldest was a baby, my mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer and she battled breast cancer for five long years. And in 2005, I actually lost my mom to breast cancer. And it was incredibly difficult, not only mourning the huge hole in my life, but what I found was I spent the next two years after my mom died actually second-guessing myself. You see, I put my mom up on a pedestal in my mind. And I compared myself to her constantly. And every time I made that comparison in my mind, I felt like she was better than I was. She was a better wife. She was a better mom. She was a better cook. She was a better teacher to her kids. And it was incredibly difficult because I always thought about how perfect my mom was and how much I didn't live up. I didn't love to fix chocolate chip cookies for my kids after school. Instead, I was working and I loved working, but I felt incredibly guilty because of that too. My mom was always the first one to break out her recipe box and make things from scratch, make homemade biscuits and gravy for breakfast and casseroles galore for dinners. And I was the one who was like, hey, let's break out a box of Eggos. (laughs) And, you know, what can we open up from the pantry and heat up for dinner? So I always 
again, thought about my mom being so perfect and me not so perfect. But after a ton of soul searching and quite candidly, a ton of prayer, I learned two really important lessons that changed my life. The first lesson is this. My value is not based on how I compare to someone else. My value as a wife, as a mom, as a teacher to my children, as a businesswoman has nothing to do with my mom or anyone else. And I learned to love myself for who I am. The second important lesson is that my happiness cannot be based on external circumstances. You see, I can't rely on my mom, my dad, my friends, my spouse, my kiddos, how well my business is going. I can't rely on any of those things to determine my happiness. You see, I learned that happiness is a choice and it comes from within us. Now, you might be saying, okay, that's great, Stacey. Why on earth are you telling me this? And here's what I want you to know. These two important lessons changed my life. And I believe wholeheartedly that if my life was changed because of these two important lessons, perhaps they can change your life as well. And so I want to spend the rest of this conversation today talking about happiness and positivity and how we can learn to love ourselves and how we can define our future by the amount of joy we have in our hearts today. We're going to talk about again, why this is important. I'm not going to ask you to just flip a light switch and all of a sudden have rainbows and sunshine and unicorns in your life. My hope is that from this conversation, you'll take away some some tools for you to put in your toolbox that can be transformative in helping you live your best life possible. Any property managers out there looking to make your life harder? Yeah, I didn't think so. Meet Hostfully, an all-in-one solution designed to make short-term rental property management easier. An Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com preferred software partner, Hostfully seamlessly syncs your property's info, pricing, and availability on over 17 listing sites. Hostfully's single-view calendar provides instant protection from double bookings, and its unified inbox keeps your guest and team messages all in one place, so no more logging in and out of multiple sites. You can even create your own direct booking website, too, without any extra fees. With task automations and over 100 integrations, Hostfully serves as a centralized hub for your short-term rental business. So whether you manage one or 1,000 properties, you can tailor your plan to fit your unique business model. And for those on the move, Hostfully's brand new mobile app offers everything you need to operate your business away from your desk. But that's not all. 
Explore Hostfully's beautifully designed digital guidebooks with AI-generated itineraries customized to your guest preferences. So make life easier with Hostfully. For a limited time, Hostfully is offering my listeners an unheard of deal. $200 off your property management platform subscription, plus six months of premium guidebooks for free. Normally, the deal is just $100 off and two months of free guidebooks. So hurry, they're only running this deal between October 14th and October 31st. Go to www.hostfully.com slash sisterhood and let them know you're in on this deal through the chat option at the bottom of the screen. Let's dive into the health benefits of positivity. And again, when I think about positivity, I think about happiness and joy in our lives. With some of the health benefits, I didn't really go on a personal mission to have health benefits from positivity and learning to love myself. But I do enjoy the the ancillary benefits that come with the power of positivity. The Mayo Clinic shares 10 important health benefits, and I'm just going to read these through for you. Number one, increased lifespan. Hey, that's not too shabby, right? (laughs) Number two, lower rates of depression. Number three, lower levels of pain. Number four, greater resistance to illnesses. Isn't that interesting? Number five, better psychological and physical well-being. Number six, better cardiovascular health and reduced risk of death from cardiovascular disease and stroke. That is especially poignant for me. My father, who is still living today and is a wonderful man, actually has heart disease. And so, again, who knew that actually having a positive outlook on life can actually help our heart? I mean, I say that and it sounds really strange to say because, of course, it helps our heart. But we think about maybe the secondary way we think about our heart, not our physical heart. (laughs) All right. Number seven, reduced risk of death from cancer. Number eight, reduced risk of death from respiratory conditions. Number nine, reduced risk of death from infections. And number 10, better coping skills during hardships and times of stress. Now, I don't know about you, but any one of those 10 benefits, I am totally down for. And they are something that I'm excited about the fact that I get to reap the rewards of those. All right, I want to talk with you next about positivity and how it can impact us as business owners. Our businesses can, yes, can absolutely reap the rewards of positivity. First, positivity improves our productivity as business owners. Jessica Price Jones, who is the CEO of EyeOpener and the author of Happiness at Work, studied 3,000 people from 79 countries, and she was looking to find out if happiness influenced productivity. And the respondents who claimed they were, quote, happy were 180% more energized at work, 108% more engaged at work, 
50% more motivated and 50% more productive. Now, again, I don't know about you, but the short-term rental world and real estate investing and hosting people doesn't really feel like work to begin with. It is something that, again, I have set up a business that I absolutely love. I serve my team each and every day, and I don't really need help being energized or engaged or motivated and productive. But boy, wouldn't it be great to think about the fact that even though I don't need help, I'm reaping the benefits of having a positive outlook and I am engaged, energized, productive. I actually have someone who comes to me often and says, how do you do it all? Do you have more? T- I'm convinced you have more time in the day than I do. And the truth of the matter is, is no, I don't have more time in the day, but I am strategic about the way that I spend my time. And I'm also able to be more productive because I have a positive outlook in the way I see the world. I want to encourage you also to think about the fact that positivity also improves problem-solving capabilities. After extensive studies of human behavior, Barbara Fredrickson, who was a professor of psychology and actual author of a book called Positivity, found that positive emotions expand awareness and attention, which is critical for anyone looking for an opportunity or trying to solve a problem. Now, I can tell you, my friends, as business owners, we have to be chief problem solvers. Sometimes, again, if you are hosting maybe just one property and dealing with situations with a guest, uh, maybe you don't have a team that triages issues for you, but you are the person that triages issues. Actually having a positive outlook on life can help you be more creative in solving that problem or potentially be more creative in how we approach it with the guest so that we continue to have the guest feel as though they are receiving the very best service possible. I also just want to share with you that a positive outlook broadens your mind and enables you to see a multitude of options, whereas negativity actually puts a blockage in your thought process. So think about the way that positivity can actually impact you as a business owner. And again, I want to encourage you to really think about If no negativity were in your mind at all, or if you knew how to deal with negativity, how it could impact you as a business owner. All right. Now, I also want to share with you that positivity helps us build stronger teams. Business Management Daily reports that when you leverage positivity in your leadership style, you can keep morale high by instilling that sense of purpose representing your organization's values well, and making team members feel valued. My friends, I, again, feel very blessed to have some of the most amazing people ever on my team. And why do I believe that is the case? Do I feel like I'm just lucky and I've stumbled upon great people? No, I feel like our team 
is an amazing group of people because when you have a positive outlook, you, number one, attract people onto your team that are like you. And when you have a positive outlook, you value your team members, which can be extremely motivating for them. Forbes says that when entrepreneurs choose to be positive and surround themselves with the right type of voices, it greatly increases their odds of success. And when you have team members who are motivated, they outperform those with low engagement by 202%, okay? So really, really building a sense of team and encouraging and empowering our team members, whether you just have one virtual assistant or maybe you have uh, a virtual assistant and maybe you have an inspector that helps your cleaning teams Make sure your properties are ready for their guests. Maybe you don't have an inspector or a virtual assistant at all, and you just have a cleaner. Well, what if you helped your cleaner know how valued he or she is? What if you asked your cleaner for feedback on how you can make their jobs easier? What if you empowered your cleaner to potentially have opportunities for expansion? in their role. Again, positivity helps us build stronger teams and increases our odds of success. Now, the one thing I also want to be sure to share with you is that the energy that you send out into the world is the energy that you attract from the world. And quite honestly, your biggest barrier to positivity may likely be your self-talk, the way you are talking to yourself. Now, you might say, no, wait a minute, Stacey, I don't actually talk to myself. What are you thinking? What, what are you thinking and even saying that? Well, I'm here to tell you that you may not talk to yourself out loud, but you absolutely have thoughts swirling around in your mind all day, every day regardless of whether they're verbalized. According to the National Science Foundation, the average person has 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And they also found that of those, 80% are negative and 95% are exactly the same repetitive thoughts as the day before. And yes, they're about 80% negative. I really want you to think about what you're thinking about. A lot of people will say who are on the nutrition front will say you are what you eat. And I'm here to share with you a powerful lesson that I learned is you are what you think about. And if you look for negative situations, if you look for the badness in people, you're absolutely going to find it. But if you look at situations from a positive approach, if you look at situations from, you know what, this isn't the best thing right now, but by golly, I'm going to learn something from it and I'm going to prevent this from happening again. I am grateful that that this situation is happening because it's going to allow me to build a process in my business that will improve my business. 
the way we think about situations is incredibly powerful. And I could continue to go on, although I don't want to put you to sleep, but I want to give you some tools to help you, number one, identify negative thoughts. And the first way to identify negative thoughts is number is to be aware, of course, but a way to identify a negative thought and actually turn it into a positive is filter out the aspects of a situation. Take a negative situation and split that up into two different aspects. The negative part about it, I will share with you, (laughs) I had a negative situation recently where a guest was actually standing out on the patio at the resort in one of the resorts that we manage in at the beach, standing out on the patio above the pool in the nude. And I was getting phone calls from the HOA representative that they were sending the police, that they wanted me to lock out the guest. And (laughs) it was definitely a negative situation. I did have to very quickly filter out the positive and think, boy, is this a unique one? This one is going to go down in the record books. But really, it, it forced me to create a process for when you have a secondary party wanting you to evict your guest. What is our process for that? Okay. So I took, again a negative situation where that guest did get evicted, actually got evicted by the police, but turn it into a process to help my business down the line. Now, hopefully we don't have any nudists that come back and visit us in the future, but that same situation can occur for someone who may not be standing out in the buff, but could be impacting guests in other ancillary ways, okay? Maybe they're unfortunately smoking or heaven forbid smoking weed or having a party and you know we're getting complaints from other people. Now that particular situation is going to be impacted by folks who are in the same resort. And you might be listening and going, well, wait a minute, I don't own in a resort because so that doesn't really apply to me. But I'm here to say that you don't have to own or manage property in a resort to have other people wanting you to potentially oust a guest. If you have neighbors, they can be problematic, okay? So think about situations where your neighbors may be saying your guests are causing problems and I want them gone. Okay, next, personalizing. It is really easy when something bad occurs that we automatically blame ourselves. Oh man, I should have I should have seen that coming. I should never have approved that guest. I had, you know, red flags popping up in my mind and I let them stay and now my place is trashed and I should have known better. So it's really easy to blame ourselves and I'm going to encourage you not to do that. Okay? I want you to be aware of if you did have red flags pop up in your mind that you can use that for future and encourage yourself to trust your gut, trust your intuition, but let's not blame ourselves for situations, okay? Catastrophizing. Who knew that was a word? 
Mayo Clinic says it is. It's when you automatically anticipate the worst without the facts that the worst will actually happen. How about that? Do we do that? Oh my goodness. There are people that I call drama queens or drama kings, and it's easy for drama kings and queens to make a mountain out of a molehill. Okay, I'm going to encourage you not. If you are a drama queen or king, let's not do that. Let's not anticipate the worst. Let's take each moment for what it is and start to think forward in how we can potentially resolve the issue as that unfolds or evolves, but let's not make a mountain out of a molehill. Now, my friends, I have struggled with perfectionism for many, many years, and I have a sign behind my desk that says progress over perfection, because perfectionism is one of the most powerful ways that can stall us. It's one of the most impactful things that can keep us from achieving our best version of ourselves. What is perfectionism? Well, it's keeping impossible standards and trying to be more perfect all the time. And I'm here to tell you it sets you up for failure. This was actually just a huge reminder for me outside of my short-term rental business. I sing competitively and I was at a quartet rehearsal this past weekend. And what I discovered uh, leading up to our competition in a few weeks that we were just trying to be perfect in every way possible. And there's nothing wrong with the intent behind perfectionism. After all, we all want to be the best version of ourselves. But when we hold ourselves to impossible standards or stall our growth because all the little minutiae is getting in our way from achieving bigger and better things, um, it just sets us up for failure. Okay. So there's obviously a saying, you've heard it before, most likely that says done is better than perfect. And I have learned that this is absolutely the case. Okay. When it comes to even recording this podcast, I will tell you there are so many times where I think, oh man, I could have said that better, or I could have articulated that point more clearly. And it's really tough not to go back and re-record different things. And I just am here to say that when we stop trying to be perfect, when we hold ourselves to a high standard, but not hold ourselves to an impossible standard of perfection, um, when we stop trying to be something that is not actually relevant or not actually realistic, when we're just ourselves and we're doing our very best, that's enough. You are enough where you are today. And I'm all about continuous improvement. I'm all about continuously growing as a person, as a business owner, but I am not trying to be someone or something I'm not, okay? All right, so let's talk through some powerful positivity hacks. 
Now, I want to go back just really quickly before the positivity hacks. I want to say this. By not trying to be something that we're not, it allows us to be our authentic, true self and an authentic, true self that is continuously striving to grow and get better and better and better is the very best thing. Very best thing. All right. Powerful positivity hacks. Let's talk about these because these are so super fun. They are so easy to do. Okay. And these powerful positivity hacks did not come by way of my brain. Okay. They came from Johns Hopkins Medicine. And the first positivity hack is simply smiling more. Get that. All right. So a University of Kansas study found that smiling, even fake smiling, reduces heart rate and blood pressure during stressful situations. So next time you have a troubled guest or, you know, an issue with your property that you want to pull your hair out, try and smiling. And I would venture to say that you will feel calmer in the moment, like within 60 seconds. Now it's not going to solve all of your problems by simply smiling more, but with a positive mindset, you can attack a situation from a point of clarity and a point of strategy and not from a reactionary point. Okay. Second positivity hack, practice reframing. What is reframing? Well, instead of stressing about a specific situation, think of a way that we can reframe the conversation and look at it from a different perspective. So I always share the example of being in a traffic jam. Now, if you're anything like me, you know someone in your life that is not a patient person and hates sitting in traffic. And when they are stuck in a traffic jam, they are potentially saying choice words. They are pounding on the steering wheel. They're so frustrated about being stopped on the highway. And as you and I both know, there's absolutely nothing that we can do about being in a traffic jam. So a way to reframe that situation is actually to appreciate the fact that you can afford a car and you get to spend a few extra minutes listening to your favorite podcast or thinking about something that can be more productive in your life or in your business by just having a few extra minutes to think. So when we look at situations from a different angle and we reframe them, turn a negative into something positive, things can shift tremendously. All right. Third positivity hack, build resiliency. Now, resiliency is the ability to adapt to stressful situations or negative situations also the ability to adapt to losses and taking actions on problems rather than just hoping that they disappear or wait for them to resolve themselves. I had this situation with my kiddo one time where long story short, he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. And 
instead of fessing up about not holding up his end of the bargain, he just kind of swept it under the rug and assumed or hoped that the situation would just go away. And he learned the hard way, unfortunately, that that doesn't work. Now, how do we build resiliency as a business owner and as a short-term rental host? I believe that we build resiliency by building processes. So we take negative situations, issues with guests, problems that we didn't foresee with a property, and we build processes. We address the issue at hand in the moment. Okay, so we're taking action in the moment, but we are also building processes so that we can prevent those issues from happening in the future. And we are able to build a resilient business because of our processes. Okay, so I am not here to tell you that everything is going to be rainbows and sunshines and unicorns in your short term rental business because it is not. However, when we take situations, problem guests, issues that are unexpected, and we deal with them, and then we build procedures and processes to help prevent them from happening again, we are building a stronger and stronger short-term rental business. Before we wrap up, I would love to share with you seven things that have made a very, very big impact for me as a business owner, as a person in general, as a mom, as a wife, as a sister, okay? First things first, committing to continuously improving myself has made a tremendous impact for me, and I know it can make a tremendous impact for you. So again, it's really easy to say, oh yeah, I want to get better at X, Y, and Z. But committing to getting better at X, Y, and Z is a very different scenario. So I would encourage you to whatever you want to improve upon, commit to making that improvement, okay? And you're going to see results faster. All right, number two, developing an awareness of the way that I talk to myself. Boy, oh boy, has this made a huge impact for me. I have learned through my many years of studying mindset that the way that I talk to myself is profoundly impactful. And it is so easy for us to say, horribly negative things to ourselves that we would never dream of saying to someone else. And when we learn to have an awareness of how we're talking to ourselves and then shifting the way that we're talking to ourselves, again, it can be life-changing. Actually, it can be life-changing. So I would encourage you to develop an awareness of the way you talk to yourself and then look at shifting those words. Speaking of words, removing certain words from my vocabulary has been tremendously helpful for me. So I don't say the words, I can't. I might say, I don't know how to yet, but removing the words, I can't, or I don't have enough time, or that's just not in the cards for me. Removing those words from my vocabulary altogether frees me up into a more positive outlook for my future. 
And if I can do it, you can do it, my friend. Okay. Number four, accepting that I am a work in progress. OMG. Do I still make mistakes? Absolutely. In fact, I just made a big one today. I sent out an email without a subject line. (laughs) Whoops. Now you and I both know that an email without a subject line is not going to get opened. And I messaged my team right away. And I said, hey, if we see lower open rates on my weekly newsletter, guess what? It's my fault. I totally am to blame for that. So am I perfect? No. Am I going to make mistakes? Yes. And not beating myself up about those mistakes is tremendously important. All right, number five, huge, huge, huge thing that has made an impact for me, training my brain for success. Now you might say, what are you talking about, Stacey? And I'm here to tell you, you absolutely can train your brain to have the success that you are longing for. And does it take hard work? Yes. Does it happen overnight? No. But I'm here to tell you, you can absolutely rewire your brain for the success that you personally are looking for. I learned how to do it. I'm still a work in progress, but I'm here to tell you it is life-changing. If you need help with that, reach out to me. I'm happy to get you plugged into information. All right, number six, surrounding myself with people who bring me joy. There are certain people in my life that I just can't get enough of, and there are others that I think, boy, oh boy, I'm around them for 15 minutes and I'm ready to leave. So I choose to spend the time with people who bring me joy. Okay. And so know who those people are in your life. Invite them into your day. If you have people in your life who are bringing you down, spend less time with them. Okay. Sometimes we can't choose our family members. We can't choose who we're surrounded by at work, but we can choose how we're spending our time. And so be more strategic about who you're spending your time with. All right, number seven. This is a huge thing that also comes with training your brain for success. Learning how the conscious mind and the subconscious mind works. Now, again, this could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself, but did you know that your body will actually produce physical reactions based on words that you hear and or things that you imagine. So we're gonna do a fun little exercise really quick. I love doing this exercise. I learned about this exercise from one of my mentors and it's so darn cool, okay? So what I want you to think about is going into your kitchen. I want you to go into your refrigerator and I would love for you to pull out a bright yellow lemon. Now, I want you to hold that bright yellow lemon in your hand, go to your drawer, pull out your cutting board, grab a knife, and I want you to cut that lemon up into four quarters. Now, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to pick up one of the quarters of lemon, and I want you to slowly bring that to your mouth and put the entire quarter of lemon in your mouth. The peel is outside of your mouth, but all of the lemon pulp is inside your mouth 
and bite into it. Now, I want you to taste the pulp. I want you to taste the juice. I want you to suck all of the juice out of that lemon. Chew that pulp in your teeth. Can you taste the sourness? Now, my friends, I want you to be aware of the feeling inside of your mouth. Do you have more saliva in your mouth right now? Well, if you were truly imagining that lemon, the answer is yes, you do have more saliva. If you don't have more saliva, I want to know about it, okay? So send me a message, send me a DM. I want to know if you did not have more saliva. Now, you and I both know that you were just imagining that lemon, but your body was producing physical reactions based on what you were hearing and what you were visualizing in your mind. And I'm here to tell you, if it does it with a lemon, it does it with your business, it does it with your money, it does it with your life. That's powerful. All right, three favorite quotes that I want to leave you with. First, I want to say, I hope this episode has been helpful. It is very out of the ordinary, and I would love to hear your feedback. So send me a message, send me a DM, let me know your thoughts on this episode. Three favorite quotes that I want to leave you with. Number one, the positive thinker sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. Quote number two, it takes the same energy to worry. Use your energy to think positive and positive things will happen. I promise you. Quote number three, this is a super fun one. Sisters, keep your head, your heels, and your standards high. And with that, I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks so much for inviting me again into your home today. And I can't wait to see you again soon. Hey, sister. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I wanted to let you know about a free resource my team is providing, the STR Success Blueprint Strategy Session. If you're looking to take your STR business to the next level, or heck, even just get it started, this free one-on-one is something you won't want to miss. You'll discover new tools for your STR business and outline an action plan that will help you achieve your goals and reverse engineer your STR success. This session is your chance to get the help you need to succeed. Schedule your free STR Success Blueprint Strategy Session right now by visiting stacystjohn.com backslash success.